This episode is sponsored by Pet Matrix Premium Canine Supplements. Straight Up Dog Talk is super excited to be partnered with Pet Matrix. After exhausting several other pet supplemental brands, I am now seeing the results that I have always been searching for for Toby and Fitz. Pet Matrix supports all three pillars of canine wellness using their cell matrix delivery. It delivers nutrition directly into the cell. If you're looking for a supplement that pairs with nature and science, look no further and get your dog on Pet Matrix today. Welcome to Straight Up Dog Talk, a new kind of podcast where no topic is off limits. We're bringing in experts and owners to have the conversations we should be having as a dog community. Each week, a new guest will share first-hand experiences, educational resources, or professional guidance to help you learn and grow along with your dog. You won't get one perspective here. You'll get them all, because every dog is different and every owner is too. You can follow along on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Straight Up Dog Talk or by visiting www.straightupdogtalk.com. Tune in from any of your favorite podcast platforms. Welcome to Straight Up Dog Talk. It's M and... Hey, I'm Josh. Today we have Kathleen with us. How are you, Kathleen? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're really excited to have you. I'm so excited to talk to you about Sparky and Layla and Harry, uh, especially Sparky because, you know, he has my heart. Um, I've been following Kathleen for a while on Instagram, and she has a couple of dogs, Sparky and Layla, who she's constantly putting up on these little, like, tree stumps in poses and they hug each other and they wear funny costumes especially the wigs those are the best and it's just really adorable so um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your dogs um again my name is kathleen and i have three dogs i have sparky he is six years old layla and harry who are litter mates and they're they're going to be 11 years old in february and they're my kind of laid back, easygoing, non-high energy dogs. And Sparky is my high energy. I need to enroll him in massive amount of things kind of dog. So I think that's really cool. I'm that's what I'm most excited to talk to you about tonight, because had I known that this kind of activity existed for dogs at an earlier point in time, I definitely would have gotten fits into this. I think he would have been a pro, but now that he's almost six, it's. I think he's. It's too late for him. Yeah, I have a. I have a friend, uh, a cat, um, who has an Australian Shepherd, uh, Zoe. That uh, she got into fly ball for a while. Um, you know, in agility courses and things like that. And her in-house energy level really went down. You know, because she got out, she exercised and she did all of that. Then as she got older, she stopped doing it because she just didn't have the energy for it anymore. But yeah, uh, when I heard about agility stuff, like every once in a while, it'll actually come on on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, and they and, have dog Olympics. Yes. And I will, I will, I am that guy that will sit there and watch dogs on TV. Same. Me too. <laughs> so. There are a lot of categories, but we're only going to cover a couple of them. I'm going to list a few of them off just because there are so many. And then we're going to go back to Kathleen and she's going to tell us about uh, the things that Sparky specializes in. So there's agility, there's coursing, which is lure, cat, and fast cat. There's herding, there's disc, 
There's obedience, fly ball, dock jumping, speed retrieve, scent work, confirmation, rally, lure, barn hunt, and freestyle. If there's anybody that's listening that's into any of this stuff and you want to come on this podcast and talk about it, please, please send me an email or contact us through one of our social media platforms because we would absolutely love to continue this conversation. So Sparky is in agility and rally. He's also a trick dog, which is really, really cool. So Kathleen, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about agility and what it is and the kind of activities you participate in. Yes, yes. So Sparky has been in agility for about four to four and a half years. Um, I started him probably at age 18 months to two years because of his extreme energy levels. Um, and as soon as we started, he took to it like like water. It, it just came natural. Um, so we started out in, in beginner agility, and then we moved up to what we are now in considered advanced sequencing agility. So that's where um, he does anywhere between 14 to 20 obstacles. It can be include the weaves, A-frame, tunnels, tire jump, dog walk, teeter, a pause table, bar jumps, and broad jumps. Um, and so, uh, and then of course, that's with AKC. And then there's another organization called NADAC, which is North American Dog Agility Council. And theirs is, is a little bit more varied. It doesn't have the, um, it has the jumps, barrels, tunnels and hoops. And he loves that too. Um, but it doesn't have like the A-frame, the teeter and other things. So um, so there's a little bit of difference between the two, but it sounds like you guys participate more in the AKC? Yes, more in the AKC. Yes. Okay. Yes, they have a couple of AKC competitions here. And of course you travel. If, if you want to go out of town, they're everywhere. They're all over. Now, obviously, uh, Ems, you have seen Sparky. I have not. So what breed is Sparky? Well, Sparky is a super mutt. <laughs> I have he one has, of those too. Um, he's super mutt. He has, I would consider, and we had talked about a little bit, I really need to do the DNA testing on him because I'm curious what he is, but for sure healer. He has a lot of healer because he has a lot of that coloring. Um, rat terrier, I'm pretty sure uh maybe um jack russell terrier so a lot of terrier and a lot of healer how much does sparky weigh because you know you see a dog online and you can't really judge by size i know that Layla's a little bit bigger than him but how big is he sparky is a solid 34 pounds he he's and he's all just um hunk of muscle <laughs> yeah that fits is the same way he's a he's a solid 50 and he's just mm -hmm. he's just a beast that front end is really built and mm -hmm. sparky is the same way uh it's part of the reason that i love when you pose them in the hug so much because he just wraps himself around <laughs> layla he just looks like he's gonna just crush her in a bear hug yes yeah and he's fast he's you know when we get on that agility field you know your goal is is never to keep if you, you've seen the agility competitions on TV, it's mm -hmm. never to keep up with your dog especially the border collie there's no way right <laughs> so we learn on the field the strategies of what you need to do you know to put your gestural cues up to put your verbal cues up because you're never going to be able to keep up with your dog now in the agility category has sparky placed yes he has placed in akc trials 
Uh, he made novice fast and novice fast is um, it's more a strategy where you have to accumulate so many points, like each obstacle has points. So he did first place ribbon in that. And he's also uh, placed first place in a basic novice jumpers course. So the way it works is you, you get your ribbons, but in order to get a title, you have to get three of that three ribbons of that run. So you have to get like three qualifiers in novice jumpers or three qualifiers in um, novice fast. How often do these uh, competitions happen? Every weekend. Really? <laughs> Every weekend. The wow. Problem lies, the problem lies that you have to have a lot of time and, and for people that it's their passion, like people that Australian shepherds and border collies live in a suitcase and they live at these live traveling wow. every weekend going somewhere. I can't yeah. imagine can that. Go as much as you want. It's hard. That's yeah, really, really neat though. I mean, can you imagine that just traveling around the world with your dog doing agility shows? I would, I would uh, prefer that a lot to uh, fashion shows. Okay, that's fair. But did you know that they have the one that's called freestyle is kind of like uh, floor style in the Olympics for gymnastics, cool. where it's like a choreographed, almost like a dance. Uh, no, it's I've a never seen it. It's like agility, but it's a little bit more complex, apparently. And cool. it's very, like, specific, they have to do a specific routine in order to to do it, which is, it's just wild to me that people do that. Do they have the French judges, uh, you know, on a curve? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> um, okay, so then we're going to move to Rally. Hey, can you kind of describe what Rally is? Because it's a little bit different than Agility. Rally is a whole lot different than agility. Rally is more obedience where there is a is certain amount of signs on the floor spaced out, maybe 10, 12, 13 signs that will have, for me, something that says turn 270, take a 360, uh, take a right. And so these are obedience commands. Go through the weaves, do a figure eight. I'm trying to think of different rally signs um, and, it, and it goes anywhere from a very novice rally course where the signs are really basic such as take a right take a left do a 360 um, to advanced where the dog has to wait clear across the other side of the room you walk to the other side you tell them to wait and then they come and they heal right next to you so um, it can get pretty complicated and he's really taken to that sport as well he you know we've been working on some really and you when you watch a rally course you're gonna think that looks easy it's not, <laughs> it's not. It's, does it involve a dog doing what i tell it to do then it's not easy, it's not easy. <laughs> no, the judges are real strict and this is where i have not trialed in fact i'm getting ready to to register for a trial in november but i've heard they're real strict they don't have a super close heel um, if they, you know, sniff the ground, if they don't look up at you, if, yeah, they're very, very uh, picky. How do you, how do you motivate Sparky when you're training? Do you use treats or is he just responsive to the movement? Sparky's both. Sparky is high. I'm lucky that he's high reward treat. He, he works hard for treats and he loves treats. <laughs> 
but I'm also lucky in the sense that he's he's just motivated to please me um and and I'm his high value if that mm. makes sense yeah so, I'm Fitz's high value too so I completely understand that this is the yeah. all eyes on me dog yeah yeah so I've been I've been very lucky with Sparky. I'm I'm not sure all dogs are that way, but he's just been self like very high motivated with agility and rally. Now, there are some instances where we've taken a couple of steps steps back in agility, and I'm not sure if if it's just because he gets bored or but like lately we've had issues of him running off. Like he'll do a jump, a teeter, and an A-frame, and then all of a sudden he runs off to sniff the grass. And I'm like, what what happened? You so my instructor's been working with me that, you know, sometimes dogs just get bored. He's like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. He yep. had enough. Yeah. I'm going to go sniff the roses. And okay. <laughs> so how do you get a dog involved in these kind of sports? You know, I just looked up when I was interested in it and I realized Sparky needed way more than basic walks. Um, I just looked up, you know, agility, like Googled agility. And then I Googled agility trainers in where I live and two facilities popped up. And so I called him and I, I told him, you know, he's this age, you can only start them at like 15 months. So they have to be 15 Mm. months and older. Um, With AKC, they have to be neutered and spayed with other organizations, not necessarily. So there's different requirements for different organizations. Um, And of course they said, come on in, we'll kind of evaluate him see, you know, see if he's a good match for agility. And sure enough, he was an excellent match. That's really cool. So how many times a week do you go to physical training? Once a week, Thursday nights. How long do you spend on the once a, once a week trainings? Uh, about an hour, hour and a half on the field. Hour it's not very long. And then, no, and at home we have our own obstacles. I have jumps, a teeter, I, I'm not an A-frame, um, <laughs> and some other things. And so when when the weather's nice, we work outside and do some basic training. Okay, that's really neat. So how do you invest in tools like that for your dog? There's different companies that sell uh, agility equipment. Like I buy all of mine through um, an organization, a a company called Affordable Agility. But I mean, you can even get agility equipment off of Amazon. You just need to be careful because you don't want to be too deep. It's definitely, I think if you're going to invest in something like that and you're going to spend that much time and energy on sports with your dog, you should probably invest in buying the correct tools. It's not something that you should probably skimp on. No, no. My agility instructor actually made um, the jump. Her husband made the jumps for me. So the jumps are actually made by her, but like I ordered a teeter from another company. So what do you think Sparky's best agility trick is? Well, his favorite thing to do on the agility is the tunnels and the A-frame. He could go through the tunnels all day long and not come out. (laughs) You know, if you have 10 or 11 or 12 tunnels set up and they have that course, Tunnelers is with NADAC. um, He'll do them all. He'll do them all. And he loves the A-frame. He could go up and down that A-frame all day long. So do you know for Sparky on a tunnel course, since it's his favorite thing, mm-hmm. what what time is considered a good time and what Sparky's time is? That's a good question. I don't, I don't, I know some things are timed, um, like the AKC fast courses are timed, um, 
but I'm not I'm not sure. Okay. So summertime and summer, just how well did they do it? Did they do the course? If there's like, right. like 18 tunnels set up and it's a sequence of different tunnels that he's got to go through. Did he do the tunnels or did he stray and go off? <laughs> but it sounds like he would not go off on the tunnels just just when he gets bored. <laughs> there, there must be tunnels involved. Uh, so that's one of the things you just asked about timing. So there's like dock jumping and there's two kinds of it. And one is when they throw a toy and the dog goes so and they, the they measure yeah. it. And then the other one is called speed retrieve. Speed retrieve. It's a timed event and they suspend a toy two feet above the water at the far end of a pool. And then they like launch the dog with a light, like mm. a go signal. Oh, okay. <laughs> like they launch the dog. Yeah. The, the, if, have you ever seen dog <laughs> yeah. diving? They start the dog. Yeah. <laughs> they start launch the dog. means something <laughs> very different well, to the me. The dog launches off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're having some fun here. It's all right. <laughs> um, how many competitions have you participated in? I've in in NADAC, which is the North American Dog Agility Council, uh, a couple of competitions with tunnelers. Those, that's what's on my YouTube channel is the tunnelers. And unfortunately, with AKC, I've only competed one time because I was so nervous. And I think you just have to get the nerves out and you have to get out on that and you've just got to have fun. And I was, I just had built up so many nerves that I didn't do it. And then finally I got pushed to do it and said, just go out, just have fun. And so um, I want to do more. I want to do more. So you have a YouTube channel that we can actually watch Sparky do this stuff on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to download the agility AKC ones, but you can see the NADAC tunnelers. Okay. Well, definitely share that with me and we'll share it in this episode yes. so that all of the followers can pop on and yeah. see Sparky do some amazing stuff. Um, another thing that you do is you dress your dogs up in costumes and you post all these hilarious videos on Instagram and TikTok. How do Layla and Sparky react to you dressing them up in the clothing? Positive, very positive. I would not do it if they didn't like it. Harry, my other dog, runs when he's <laughs> with a bandana or a costume. So I respect Harry's personality, but Sparky, since he was six months old, has just been this dog that is up for anything. And I started putting hats on him and I started putting bandanas on him very, very early. And he just got used to it. And all of a sudden, I would see him jump on top of a stump at on our trail walks. He would just jump on. And I'm like, why are you on a stump? What are you, what are you doing? And then he would put, and then now he's to the point where if I take out my phone, he poses. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> he has so learned. He just, he just has. He just, it to him, it's positive. He loves it. We've done it since he was about six months old. And then Layla, I really never did any of that with Layla until just recently where she seemed like she wanted to get in on the act too. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, let's try this. And and he's like, yeah, this is good. Treats are good. Well, you definitely right. have some really cute content. Uh, my favorite one 
recently has been all of the boo sheet jokes that you have made. Those are my absolute favorite where she dresses Sparky up in uh, different costumes. And then eventually there's a joke that's made. And then the answer to the joke is boo sheet. And then Sparky's in a sheet looking like a ghost. It's really, really clever and really funny. Um, there's a ghost trend that's been come. It came started last year. And now that it's Halloween, everybody's doing it again. But I think Kathleen really added value to it with the boo sheet jokes. <laughs> we had a bandana. The bandana had a little ghost on it. And I, I did, I embroidered the ghost. And then underneath the ghost, it said, on the top, it said, this is some boo sheet. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Started. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, so you make some of the costumes and your sister makes some of the stuff too, Primarily right? Primarily my sister. I cannot claim I cannot claim the costumes. I'm not real talented in the sewing area. I can do bandanas and I started learning embroidery, but my sisters excelled in and you recently competed in a costume contest and Sparky was something really funny. You want to tell everybody what he was? Yes, he was a sushi. He was a sushi. And it was not any sushi costume. This was not like the sushi costume that you see off of Amazon. It was actually all embroidered. Not embroidered. It was crocheted by my sister. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. It that was sounds so awesome. Very cool. detailed. It had like a big fish with different little fish on top of it. He had a little sushi hat. Um it was the comments I got on this costume were um, people could not believe it. I did not win, but we had fun. I wish you would have won. What what won? It what I think the duo costumes won. If I had been some chopsticks or maybe some soy sauce, I think I would have won, but I hadn't thought it out. <laughs> well the girl that won the main prize, it was it was quite brilliant. She was um a scuba diver and her dog was a scuba diver. And you just you can't envision it unless you see it. It really was amazing. Oh, my goodness. How creative. I think it's so fun to go to those costume contests just to look. Fitz, Fitz is not a allow me to dress him up kind of dog. He's he's on Harry's level with that situation. Um, so I don't even try. But I do like to go to the local ones. Uh, we actually have one this upcoming weekend for Halloween. Um, yeah. Yeah. And... I'm not going to be able to go, but I think it'll be really fun to see what comes out of that. People go all out. People do some amazing, amazing things. So. Well, you'll have to do a duo next year with Layla, and then maybe you'll win, right? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? Trick dog. Oh, yes. There we go. So... On top of all of this, Sparky does trick dog activities. I'm not really sure what that means, so I'm going to let you define that. I know he can do really cool tricks and he can pose, but I don't know if there's an actual like title or competition or whatever for it. So I'll let you go with that. Oh, yes. There's lots of titles for trick dogs. So everything we do is through AKC. He has his AKC Novice, Intermediate, and Advanced trick dog titles. So in each title, you have to perform so many tricks. So for example, and I'm just guessing because I can't remember with the novice if there's like 10 tricks that he has to do, such as um, sit pretty, uh, you know, spin in a circle. Um, uh, he has so many tricks. And then 
advanced would be things like um, he has let's pray, he has dance where he comes in the middle and he starts dancing. He, he'll put his feet on my feet and start dancing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it means I just can't. He has so many tricks and we're always working on something new. Like right now we're, we're working on orbit where he goes around me in an orbit. Mm. All the wow. Um, and then really Huggies, cool. you've seen the one with Huggies. Huggies. Hugs Layla. So I'll tell him Huggies and he'll jump up and he'll hug Layla. Um, I wanted to enter him in an AKC. It was a trick dog uh, contest, but it's pretty elaborate. Like you have to do a six minute to 10 minute um, or they're they're, it's a, a routine to music. And I just didn't have my act together to, to do that. But Six to 10 minutes. That seems like a long time. Mm -hmm. Especially if Sparky gets bored with the A-frame. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. how he would do with a six-minute timer. Especially if you yeah. consider like a trick every 15 seconds is probably what you're going to I can't believe you just did that math in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I watched the winner. There's a winner of the AKC trick, trick, blah, blah, routine, whatever they that you were supposed to submit to. And it's on AKC if you see the trick, trick dog. Um, and it's a whole routine. I don't know if it was a Harry Potter based routine or what it was, but it was pretty, it was pretty great. Incredible. That's really neat. I would have never known that it was a six to <laughs> 10 minute routine that they had to do. So approximately, if you had to guess, you said he has a lot of tricks. How many yeah. do you think he can do? I would say 75. Really? <laughs> wow. I think that you need to start featuring his tricks on TikTok and Instagram. Like the hugging is really cute and I love it, but I think it would be fantastic to just see those quick little snips of him doing these crazy tricks. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I should. I should do more of that. I have to get through Halloween <laughs> <laughs> and the Halloween costumes because I'm still not done. And then that's a good focus. Oh, you have more Halloween costumes for us. I That's amazing. Do. I do. Well, by the time this gets published, it's going to be the beginning of the new year. So everybody is going to need to go back to October on Sparky's Instagram and TikTok profiles, which we will share in the description. Yep. Also the YouTube channel so that you can watch Sparky do all of his other stuff. But you should definitely add to his trick repertoire in the meantime so that when everybody goes back over the next couple of months, they can see all of these crazy things that he can do. What do you think your favorite trick that he can do is? Well, for sure the Huggies, because we worked hard on Huggies. And the second favorite trick is the balancing the cookies on the nose. Mm. Oh, he is an expert too. She stacks the cookies. It's not just like there's a cookie and a cookie. She's got like a stack on his forehead and a stack on his nose. He's some kind of champion expert at this <laughs> stacking. I don't know how he holds still that long. Well, I should post some bloopers because <laughs> there's a lot of bloopers. But yeah, he, he's very tolerant with me on the cookie thing. How many is the highest that you've stacked, do you think, with the cookies? Uh, Probably 10 on his nose and maybe five or six on his forehead. That's like, incredible. So you have the four. Yeah. So you have two, you have two levels. That, he really is very patient with that because I mean, to in the time it would take 
me to take mm -hmm. the picture, Fitz would have eaten all the cookies. <laughs> I would never even have a chance. And Toby, you wouldn't even get to put it on his face and no. the treat would be gone. Yeah. Once he got close to his mouth. Yeah, it's inhaled. It just My other dogs won't tolerate it. They're absolutely not. It's yeah, it's a no go. So how how did you start all of this? Like, did you just see it online one day or did you just wonder, oh, do, I wonder if I did this, if Sparky would be able to do it? Honestly, I've just always loved dog training and I'm always impressed by people who do all these dog tricks that I see, you know, online. And when I got him, I knew there was something special about him. I knew he was just above average in, in smartness. You know, my dogs are smart, but, but Sparky's smarter. And um, <laughs> he just took to things really fast. The, the sit pretty was instant. The, the come in the middle was instant. The cookie thing was no, you know, nothing was, everything was easy for him. And so I thought, what do I have here? Let me get out. And so I bought a book of tricks. I went out. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. First so do you trip. have a, do you have a trick that like after orbit, when you finish orbit, do you have another one that you're ready to go with? Yeah, I'm working on, yes. I always have one that I'm working on. Um, there's one in particular that for whatever reasons, Sparky refuses to do. And that's the hold things. And this one's a basic trick. The whole thing's in his mouth. He'll oh. The whole thing's in his mouth, but he releases. So I re I'm really fine-tuning mm. that one. I'm fine-tuning orbit. And I'd like to do the whole, when he does a sit pretty, I want to work on him hugging his stuffed animals. So he's sitting pretty and he's hugging. I was going to ask if he hugs anything other than his sister. No. <laughs> no. So we'll work on hugging his stuffies um oh man there's so many that i'd like to work on that are um uh, you know pushing a little shopping cart around <laughs> so for people that would want to you know they have an active pet or, or an active dog and and they're thinking oh maybe agility or, or any of these activities would be good for them what were the biggest challenges that you ran into uh at the beginning or even that you're dealing with still now um to bringing your dog into that environment my biggest challenge for sparky believe it or not was reactivity so so sparky changed a little bit on me when he hit two years old and started getting reactive with introduction of other dogs which he hadn't mm. been before and it was something new for me that i hadn't encountered I've never had really reactive dogs and so one of the reasons I enrolled him in group dog sports like agility and rally was to work on that. So I, uh, it's been a game changer. It's just been a game changer for Sparky. And if a new dog comes out on the field before, like say someone new comes to our class and he's never seen this dog before, before he would instantly kind of, I could hear the grumble in the back of his and, and just kind of like the ears and I see the tail and I thought, uh Oh, now, mm -hmm. He sits by my side. He goes into a heel. He stays calm. I'll have the look at me, um, and and we just work through it. And he he does a whole lot better. So reactivity has been huge for me, and it's been like I said, a, a huge game changer um, on the agility field and with rally. Especially because they're off leash, so you have yeah. to know that he's going to stay by your mm -hmm. side. So yeah. I mean, that's a lot of credit to you for putting in that time and effort to deal with reactivity. 
which is going to be a topic that comes up a lot on this podcast because I think pretty much everybody has at least one reactive dog. Fitz is reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, Odie, uh, Odie and, and Artie, Artie yeah. are reactive. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it's just one of those things that we need to make it more commonplace. I think people have such a negative connotation with reactivity as a word that they don't understand that sometimes it's just overstimulation or your dog trying to communicate that they're uncomfortable or that they need to be reminded that you've got this they're okay it's it can be a whole bunch of different things and we're going to have trainers come on and kind of talk people through yeah or in or in artemis's case in my dog's case there is some sort of line between play and fight that somewhere in her early years before she came to us there it's very blurred um you know when when we're settling down for the night i'll play with her paws and and kind of do the row 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 sound and she'll growl and she'll like army crawl um but that even has gotten where she escalates it um you know and she's snapped at me before and then doesn't understand why my response is 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 you know telling her no no and and shutting it down and then she's embarrassed you know it's it's this whole thing where reactivity doesn't necessarily it can change from dog to dog and it can change like kathleen said at age you know you have a dog that's reactive this way at two but then at six they're reactive this way and at 10 they're reactive this way and sometimes that reactivity stacks and sometimes that reactivity just kind of takes Mm -hmm. the place of the other one or morphs into something different it's just all about understanding your dog's body language which it sounds like kathleen really understands her dog's body language because i don't think that you can compete in this kind of sport activity level with a dog that you don't understand and speaking of that how do you know that your dog is the right kind of dog for it you had said earlier that you just knew that sparky had like that extra level of intelligence and that maybe this would be a good fit for him but if you were to meet somebody else's dog what would be like some of the determining factors that you would say hey i think you should try this um well definitely a high energy level dog because three walks a day wasn't cutting it for sparky and playing ball and throwing the ball 20 times in the backyard wasn't cutting it for sparky and see sparky was rehomed twice because of his energy levels Wow. So when I get someone that comes up to me and tells me, man, I don't know what to do. My dog is so high energy and we do this and we do, I just, um, like a bell goes agility. Mm -hmm. See, and nobody ever suggested that to me before. And I, like I said, I think Fitz would have been a perfect fit for it, especially because he is like mostly border collie. I did the DNA test on him and he's like 35% border collie. So it's in the DNA. It's... And that's what's in my class, Border Collies, Australian Shepherds, um, Super Mutts, uh, German Shepherds. Yeah. Do you ever see any smaller breeds doing competitions? Yes, I do. And they even have a small breed organization. If you look up on like agility organizations, I forgot what the name of it was. 
it's not U.S. dog agility. There's a name for it for small breeds, but there's chihuahuas that do it. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think so, but yes, definitely. And of course, they go by the height and they go, you know. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so my yeah. first two dogs were Yorkies. And when they were younger, absolutely. They, they probably could have benefited from that. Odie, especially. Odie, especially. Yeah. Toby is he's fast too when he wants to yeah. be he's not fast often because he's mostly a potato but when he wants to be fast he's very fast so i could see well small when he dogs. was younger yeah. uh, well now it's usually just to get to something in the yard that he's not supposed to get to before i can get to it right <laughs> but you know that's little dogs are a whole different breed so other than all of these tricks and poses and agility training what is life at home like with three dogs it's busy because i never planned on having three dogs i always <laughs> wanted like one or two and you know how that third dog just came and i thought oh i, I got i can't rehome him i have to keep him um but the good news is it it's because there's such an age gap so my other dogs layla and harry are, are almost 11 they've slowed down considerably i mean they're still active they go for walks but they're chill dogs they there's they sit they they're not a sparky so um it, it's it's better it's better because of the age difference um and sparky even kind of is starting believe it or not at age six he's starting to calm down a little bit like he's sitting right next to me right now and he's just sleeping he's chill <laughs> oh man i can i can agree with the age difference toby is rescue and so he is somewhere between 12 and 13 in mm -hmm. November will be our 10 year gotcha day. Mm -hmm. uh, and Fitz will be six in January. So uh, there's definitely a big difference in the energy levels, but Fitz is much more like Sparky and the level of extreme. You know, we play fetch for four to six hours a day when it's nice outside and he he's reactive. So we can't go on walks because if we come across somebody else or he's outside of his safe area, it just becomes unpleasant for everyone. So those are things that I understand we can't do. And that's okay because, you know, again, every dog is different. Every owner is different, but right. I have a lot of praise for you for taking a high energy dog that was returned twice because I know what it's like to have that level of energy and it's a lot to deal with and it can be really stressful and really exhausting. And some days you mm -hmm. just don't have the energy for it. So I applaud you mm -hmm. for rainy days. Yes. Like today <laughs> we were both today. struggling with the dogs mm -hmm. today. It's, it's been raining here in Iowa. It's been raining there in Texas and mm -hmm. it just yeah. makes life that much more difficult. And, and then Josh has also been struggling because Artie won't go out and go to the bathroom when it's raining. Right. She's a diva. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't have that problem. I'm like, go, go. Out. It's wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we didn't really talk a whole lot about Harry. So is there anything special about Harry that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, Harry is my special dog. He is my. So Harry and Layla are, are litter mates. They're siblings, but, and I think they both have some great Pyrenees in them. Um, Harry has that extra dew claw um, and he's got that extra stubborn personality, <laughs> um, like super stubborn. Like when there were days when 
I first got him and we, I got him as pups, but we would walk him and he's always had a beautiful heel. I never had to train him on a walk. He walked slow and just like we're going places. But then when he would stop, he would stop and it was over. And I, I couldn't carry a 60 pound dog back home. <laughs> and I thought, why are we stopping in the middle of a walk? And you're going to sit down and really lay here in the grass. And so, yeah, he's, he's had his challenges. And I realized that's kind of a great Pyrenees trait. Um, it's so also a Yorkie trait. Is a Yorkie trait. <laughs> yeah, that was my old band dog. <laughs> that's true. But that was Oliver. Oliver, when he decided he was done with a walk, he was done. Toby's the same the way. Walk. Yeah. But again, yeah. I can pick up Toby. Right. <laughs> Makes a big difference. But, yeah. Harry's pretty, he's a, he's a real laid back, chill kind of dog. The only issue I've had is when I got Sparky, I, I had some major um, acceptance issues with Harry. Mm. Harry just, um, yeah, it took me months and months and months for, for Sparky and Harry to get along. And even then, they don't. I have to watch them really carefully. Um mm -hmm. Sparky kind of always wanted to thought he could be alpha, but he's not. And mm -hmm. Harry a couple of times put him in his place. And I think Sparky now has realized I just need to, to back away from him. Um, so yeah, it can, integration hard. can be a really difficult thing. It, it, it took Toby three years to get over the fact that Fitz came into the house. And I have a picture on Fitz's solo Instagram of the day that I brought him home and Toby is literally looking at me like what did you do to me he was not pleased <laughs> yeah Artemis is 45 pounds and Odysseus was six pounds and Odie always thought he was an alpha uh he had he he had that small dog mentality and uh they lived together they cohabitated for about a year but it ended with Odie starting something with artemis and Artie finished it and at that point he was 12 and just really couldn't uh you know uh deal with the injuries so yeah we say artemis is the sweetest dog she's never done anything wrong except for murder that one time <laughs> Yeah, that was, that's a whole nother episode that we're going to go into. Yeah. <laughs> now that, that dynamics of adding another dog is definitely a whole nother topic because yeah. it wasn't easy for me. It was super hard. It was super it, hard. You know? It's so definitely, I have, I have two males and one female. So Layla and then Harry and Sparky. Mm, mm -hmm. And I had an integration problem when I was younger, when I had my first trio of dogs where I had two females that had an integration issue too. And that also didn't end up so well. But like I said, that we're saving that those stories for another episode because we have another we have another guest to add to that episode as well. So it's unfortunate, but it happens. And I have said it before and I will say it again. This is a place for people to come and talk and not feel shame about those things because it happens and it happens more than people know right. that it happens. It, it's, you know, it sucks, but the reality of it is that it exists. Well, and it's and more common than you think. Yeah. Right. Not, just because you, you own a dog doesn't necessarily mean you will understand their wants and needs at all times, no matter how much you want to, you know, it's, they're another 
species. Uh, well, I mean, it's like, it's like Sparky getting bored and walking off the agility yeah. course, you know? She, Kathleen said, I don't know why he did that. What is he doing? I but, couldn't believe it. Here's a dog that would complete 20 obstacles and be on target. And all of a sudden he decides to run off and sniff the grass and pee. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? And so, yeah, dogs will be dogs. And I think that's where we have to give ourselves some grace and your dog some and just say, okay, go have fun. Just go. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And, but you better come back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you better come back. Uh, and just don't give up. I mean, that's the thing is you, just, right. you do everything that you can do and you do it to the best of your ability. And like you said, just give yourself grace mm -hmm. and move with the situation on a day-to-day -day basis. Exactly. Well, Kathleen, okay. this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for all of the information. Hopefully this will help more people with high energy dogs find an outlet for this amount of energy that they have and maybe reduce some of the stress level that the parents are experiencing because of it. And um, I'd love to have you come back for another episode when you get the DNA test done. And also uh, when Sparky gets his placement in his rally, I'd love to hear how he does. I'll let you know. I've got to enroll him. I'll probably do that tonight. So we'll, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, I want to do it. Got to just do it. It's nerve wracking, but you just have to do it. So it's Puppuccino Sparky. And like I said, we'll share this in the episode notes. He's on Instagram. He's on YouTube. And he is the cutest mutt appropriately named. <laughs> and we absolutely love him. Thank you so much for being here tonight, Kathleen. And we will talk to you soon. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Bye. Straight Up Dog Talk was created by Emily Breslin. It is edited, produced, and co-hosted by Josh Wasta under the supervision of Straight Up Dog Talk, LLC, and Emily Breslin. If you're enjoying this podcast, follow or subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode and leave us a review on your favorite platform. Looking for more honest and relatable dog content? Check out our sister show, Unpacked, with Jerry Sheriff and Madison Simpson. Thanks for listening to Straight Up Dog Talk. See you next week.